You're listening to the best barbecue show, the show where we talk, taste, and even try to cook the best barbecue in Texas, which is the best barbecue in the world. I'm talking quietly because I am in a hotel uh, coming back from Memphis in May, and the World Grand Championships just ended. Uh, The World Grand Champions are The Shed, uh, Brad and Brooke and their whole team, good friends of the show and just amazing people in general. So if you're in southern Mississippi, definitely check out Exit 57 and their restaurant. Uh, But today we're talking to Dwayne Daniel from Operation Barbecue Relief. Uh, Operation Barbecue Relief has been around for years. They go to disasters, hurricanes, tornadoes, and they help people. They cook tons of barbecue. They feed first responders. They feed people who've lost their homes. They feed people who just can't get to food. And this is one of the most amazing groups of people. I mean, if you want to see people come together completely selflessly to take care of people, then check out Operation Barbecue Relief. And in fact, before you even listen to the episode, you need to get on their website uh, and sign up to be a volunteer. Just Google Operation Barbecue Relief. Uh, I did it as soon as I finished talking to Dwayne, and uh, we'll have more episodes with them to come. But these guys are amazing, and I hope you enjoy. My name is uh, Dwayne Daniel. I'm the state and territory lead director for Operation Barbecue Relief. We're live at uh, Memphis and May World uh, Championship Barbecue Contest in Memphis, Tennessee. So, Dwayne, you're part of the Rack Pack. That is correct. So tell us about the Rack Pack. Uh, the Rack Pack, we're just a, just a bunch of buddies that uh, have gotten together over the years. Uh, different people in different uh, walks of life have got together and formed a team. We're, uh, we're kind of one of those low-key type teams that don't do the don't do a whole lot of showing out and partying at Memphis May, which is, is what we're known for, but uh, we uh, we come to uh, try to win the thing. So so what are you cooking today? Today we're doing the ancillary contest. We're doing some, uh, I think we're doing some exotic back there and some seafood. Uh, done, done some wings yesterday. Uh, this afternoon we'll get ready to uh, prep our ribs and stuff for the contest tomorrow. Uh, we've got a small catering gig going tonight. It will be... Uh, uh, the traditional barbecue dinner. We'll do some baby back ribs, trying to uh, give us just a little practice for tomorrow, and uh, some, you know, some some last minute uh, maybe adjustments or whatever, and uh, try to go from there. So, what are your exotics that you're cooking today? You know what? I'm gonna gonna have to say I don't know. Okay. Because the uh, I'm, I'm one of the the head cooks on the actual competition side, and then some of our other team members are uh, the chief cooks on the ancillaries. And I'll just be quite honest, I haven't asked them. I I know that I think there is some wild boar back there. Beef and seafood. Okay. Okay. Beef and seafood. Okay. We're, we're doing some boar, I think. And and, uh, and we understand it's a contest, so if you don't want to give away any secrets, you don't have to. Man, I tell you what, I wish we had some secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had some. We we might be pretty good if we had some secrets. So Will had some great things to say about the Rack Pack and you guys getting involved with Operation Barbecue Relief. Tell us how did that happen? You know what? Back in 2014, I had uh, I'd heard of Operation Barbecue Relief and I'd done some uh, some vetting of them. And uh, unfortunately, we had a disaster in my home state, which is Arkansas. Uh, had a little, uh, I think it was an F3 tornado went through a little town called Mayflower in Bologna. And uh, me and one of my buddies decided, you know, hey, we wanted to give back a little bit and go over. And uh, to be quite honest, I thought I was going to go over and just do what I like to do. I thought I was going to cook some barbecue, which I love to do. 
and was going to see some of my friends from the competition trail and just, you know, do whatever. Uh, and that did happen. But at the end of the day, when I got to go out into the field to deliver some meals and I could see firsthand the effects that we was having on people, uh, it absolutely changed my life. And it uh, it's one of those deals that uh, we can go to many deployments over the years, and I've been to, I don't know, 10 or 12, and we always get the... Uh, the pat on the backs and the thank yous, you know, hey, thank you for doing what you're doing. But trust me, we get blessed more than we bless the people. I mean, that, that's just what it is. It, it's a it's a caring and giving organization. Uh, there's a lot of passion in the organization that uh, you can see it from, uh, from what we call a day volunteer or a local volunteer all the way up to a uh, world champion pit master you know we've, we've got several of them that's this world champions here at memphis and may that come out and cook with us you know and it's just uh the the passion and the camaraderie there of, of knowing that you're doing good is, is something special well now you must be doing something right dave Grohl was here having breakfast with y'all wasn't he Ab absolutely dave Grohl was uh we looked up out there on the sidewalk and um, you know my wife's a big fan of his and uh she didn't get to come over because of a stress fracture in her foot and uh I just had to kind of rib her a little bit and take some pictures and get him in here and, you know, have a have a little bit of lunch and this, that, and the other. So, yeah, it was a pretty good deal. And, uh, you know, there's there's so many teams here. There's so much going on. Uh, but it's also great that you guys are focused on the competition. Uh, so Operation Barbecue Relief, do you, do you do other stuff throughout the year with them, or do you wait until they really need you? Or I, There is a lot of us that are involved in day-to-day -day operations. Um, like I say, I'm the director of state and territory leads, and what that is is I basically try to help manage. The, we've, we've got a state lead in each state, and I try to help manage them as far as trying to get them into the uh, into the national or into the, their state VOAD chapters, into their emergency manager chapters, uh, just to bring awareness of OBR of what we do. Uh, we're a very young organization. We're seven years old. Uh, it is a lot better today than it was back four or five years ago when we, we've had all kinds of people drive by or, or walk by here today, you know, and it's, uh, you know, they, they've heard of us and they, and they know what we're doing and it's a thank you, it's thank you. But without our state league program and stuff and doing stuff behind the scenes and, and not just in the state league but some of the other guys, you know, uh, this organization doesn't work. It, it takes something, it's, it's a 365-day-a-year uh, deal that we have to do. I mean, it's, it's basically running running a business now you know but i mean it's a it's still a labor of passion uh we don't consider it work it's just we know that at the end of the day if something bad happens the the preparedness that we've done behind the scenes helps us when we go out into the field and and, and try to set up to do that disaster feeding so you've been there you've been out on the field what's it like when you get there and you know you you got to show up you start cooking what's it like when you land at a disaster you know when you it, it's it's chaotic i'm, I'm not going to lie it, you know because uh number one we're going in, going into a community that has been hit with something that that they probably have never been hit with so they're kind of in a in a shock and but we try to go in and we try to have our you know our, our uh eyes dotted and our, our t's crossed and everything but uh it, it is pretty much a a, a like I say, it's chaotic for the first couple of days because you're trying to find out the who, what, when, and where's, who's in charge, where the need is. Uh, you know, we try to uh, hook up with some local churches, some local civic organizations because no one knows the area better than a local person. So, you know, we can go in and, and we might be able to see some damage, but there may be, you know, it may be three miles down the road that this whole neighborhood is wiped out. 
those locals know that. And those locals help get us into the different, like say the emergency managers or to a city councilman or to a chamber of commerce, someone that knows what's going on within that community. And so you land there, first thing you need is information. And, and then do you guys just show up ready to cook or? Yes, we always try to, uh, we, we try to take enough uh, proteins and sides with us and, and, uh, and uh, goods with us that we can serve the first two days with no help from the outside whatsoever. Wow. And that gives us time to, number one, assess the situation. It gives us time to get in uh, contact with our corporate sponsors to know, you know, here's what we're seeing, here's what we're going to need. And like I say, the first couple of days that we can we can kind of float and, and do what we need to do, and which it usually takes about a day to day and a half for the meal count to really ramp up. The first typical day, I mean, you may get, a, depending on size of the disaster, it could be anywhere from, 200 meals to, you know, a couple of thousand. But then once the word gets out through the civic organizations and the churches that we have found from the local volunteers, that's when the numbers will start ramping up and they will ramp up in a hurry. Uh, like I say, depending on the uh, on the size of the disaster and, and what the disaster is, is, you know, a, a tornado has a very a very distinct path. I mean, you, you can see where that damage is. To where if it's a flood or a hurricane, the, the damage is so widespread that we don't know exactly where all the need is. So like I say, with the locals and they get out, that's when the information comes up. Like I say, the, the uh, milk count starts ramping up pretty good and, and in, a, in a hurry. And so you say two days, what, what does that look like? What are, you, what are you packing in? Is that 100 pounds? Is that 500 pounds? Uh, no, we, we will, uh, let me see. We will usually take in a couple of, couple of pallets of uh, pork product, whether it's butts or loins or something of that nature, something that we can... Uh, basically feed you know 2,500 to 3,000 meals with out of a pallet that's that's that many meals for two days that, that many meals for two days wow and uh like i said we try to have everything on site that we're, we're self-sufficient you know it uh we've got, got some exciting news that I, I wish i could uh divulge to you right now but uh, we've got some stuff coming out that's going to be announced next week that is going to make us uh it's going to be a game changer for us amazing well there you go guys Get out there, check out Operation Barbecue Relief because uh, they've got they've got some news. So a absolutely, it w might be out by the time this episode comes out. So we'll see. There we might go. be able to throw it in. Good deal. Well, so you're 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 on the ground. You're doing this. You're cooking meals. Uh, you know, people are in shock. Do you see uh, once they get fed? Do you see them able to relax? Do, what what's 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 post you know meat coma for <laughs> for people in a disaster? You know. What we try to do at Operation Barbecue Relief is to provide a sense of normalcy, all right? Even though the world has been turned upside down, if nothing more than for, you know, five or ten minutes of them sitting down with a meal, it is a barbecue meal, and nothing says America and nothing says more normalcy than to have a barbecue meal in your backyard. So that is, the, the, that is our goal, is just to provide just a little bit of normalcy to provide... Uh, caring passionate friendship to them uh, sometimes it's uh sometimes it's a shoulder to cry on you know it, it's just what it is it's uh the 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 passion in obr is 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 high and it's uh that's what we strive for to make to be compassionate and to provide normalcy back to a, to a community uh do you feel like you know, you, you're making the food, you're doing all this, but you're not just opening your kitchen. You're kind of opening your heart to the people. You have to, because everyone's got a story at that point that they, they had to survive something, they had to hide from something, they had to, to get to there just to eat. A absolutely. I'm going to tell a story here if you don't mind, real quick. Go ahead. 
on my very first deployment, like I say, I was in camp for about three days and uh, was doing what I, I said I was doing earlier, you know, just cooking barbecue and hanging out with some of my buddies. And when I got out to the field, one of the first families that I walked across uh, pulled up in their driveway, couldn't go any further down the road, and I asked the guy, I said, you know, hey, can I park my truck here in your driveway? Yeah, no problem. And I asked him if they wanted a meal, and he goes, no. I said, I'm, I'm tired of hot dogs. And I'm like, well, we don't have hot dogs. I said, we've got, you know, fresh barbecue. And uh, he goes, really? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I tell you what, I said, if you don't mind, leave me a couple of meals. And I'm like, okay. You know, so I go back to the truck, and I'm getting them out. And just about the time I get back up there to him, there's three little girls. They're probably, I don't know, six to nine, maybe ten. Hey, and it's that daddy, daddy, you know, what's that guy doing? And uh, I may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I, I, I do know how to count. And I'm like, we got two meals. And I said, I see five people right now. So that ain't the way this works. And so we're sitting there and we're talking, you know, back and forth. And he's like, the guy's just like, no, two's all I need. Two's all I need. So what doesn't lie? Well, what in this world doesn't lie most of the time? A little kid. Yeah. So I, I get the little girl over the side. I'm like, hey, honey, how many people's here, you know? Well, mommy and daddy and me and my two sisters and my, my aunt and uncle's here, you know. Okay, so we figured up, you know, they need like seven meals. So I go back and get them, and when I get back, this guy is, he absolutely starts breaking down crying. And I told him, I said, you know, I didn't mean to offend you or anything. He said, oh, no, you didn't. He said, I just find it hard to believe that there's someone still in America that will care for someone that they don't know that doesn't have a chance to repay them. And right there, th that is my story with OBR. That is why I do what I do. That that is my why. And so you're doing a lot more than seven meals. You guys are approaching two million now. We we are right at 1.7 million meals after last year. Uh, last year was a great year for us, uh, number wise. Uh, and, and, and I hate to say it like that because our fortune in being able to, to do a lot of meals meant there was a lot of misfortune to uh, right, yeah. to, to other people, but. Uh, Last year was a breakthrough year for us. We served almost 600,000 meals over the course of the year. Um, we, we are closing in on that one, that, that two million. And I, you know, unfortunately, I would, or fortunately, I guess, I would like to say that I never seen any of my barbecue buddies again, that I would never go on another disaster again, and I would be perfectly happy with that. But I know that in the, the country that we live in and the regions that we have, we're going to have more disasters, you know. And that's what we try to do at OBR is to know that we're ready for the next one. And so you've got tons of volunteers. You guys have, it sounds like, a core of people uh, giving money. But there's also tons of opportunity for more volunteers, more donations, more social media. A absolutely. We are a, uh, we're a volunteer-based company. We welcome volunteers. The volunteers are the backbone of our organization. And I've had a lot of buddies tell me, you know, well, hey, I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to do this. You don't have to. We, we, don't, we don't have requirements as far as saying, hey, you've got to know how to cook or you've got to know how to do this. Because at a deployment, there are so many other jobs that has to be done. And, and you don't think about it. You know, when we talk about feeding uh, in, uh, in Houston, our biggest day was just a little over 55,000 meals in one day. All right, a number 10 can, which is the the bigger uh, cans that you see in a grocery store or in a Sam's or whatever, I mean, that's like 2,250 of them in one day. Wow. Well, guess what? All of those have to be opened. It doesn't take, you know, you don't have to know how to cook to run a can opener. Yeah. Why? Well, hey, and you're probably running that can opener all day. Absolutely, absolutely, you know, and it is what it is. When you dump that, when you dump that can of corn into a pan, 
Well, guess where that number 10 can has to go at some point in time? Yeah, it has somewhere. to go to the dumpster. You know, so, I mean, there's many more jobs. Uh, there's inventory jobs, uh, you know, and even at, like, like Houston was such a large deployment, it was so hot and stuff, you know. We had people that walked around and done nothing but check on their, their neighbor, what, what, what we call check on your neighbor. Uh, make sure they stay hydrated. Give them a bottle of water. Take them a piece of fruit, you know, because what happens at a deployment, the passion starts coming through, and you absolutely lose track of time, and you start letting your own body suffer because you don't want to stop. You right. want to keep on going and doing what is best and what you know that you're helping somebody else where in turn, like I say, you're letting your body go down. And like I say, we have people that do nothing but go around and, and deliver water, deliver fruit, deliver, you know, hey, make sure hey, you look like you're hot, man. Why don't you come over here and sit yeah. under the... Sit under the tent with me for a minute and have a bottle of water or Gatorade, you know. you got to force the brakes. you got to gotta force the brake. That, that's it exactly. got to force the brake. And so you're, you're doing all this. Obviously, Operation Barbecue Relief is building, uh, and we love to talk about the barbecue family. So I'm going to sign up to volunteer, obviously. Absolutely. I don't know why I haven't done that yet. Me, uh, me neither. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure we, we, you know, we're really big on social media, so we're, we, we love connecting people. But is there anything else that y'all need? Is there anything else that people can do besides you know, that? You know, I, I, what we are, like I say, we're a nonprofit organization that uh, we, we depend on the individual uh, donations coming in. We, I like to call it the Bernie Sanders Fund, and I, I'm not being politically here. Uh, I, I don't care which side of the fence you're on there, right, but I mean, course. you know, the, the Bernie Sanders Fund, you know, was, I mean, hey, it was the average American sending in five bucks, you know, and uh, we have a lot of partners in the in the uh, procurement side that with, with pork and beef and sides and this, that, and the other that, you know, we, we've still got our food costs at a, at a very minimal and uh, you know, 20 bucks can feed a, a, a family nowadays, you know, yeah. and uh, but we always need more money. I mean, that's just what it is. The donations and stuff coming in, uh, like I say, we're, we're a volunteer based organization. Uh, we don't have any government funding. We, we depend on people like Prairie Fresh, uh, pork, uh, Honda generators, Yeti coolers to supply us with some of that need. But like I say, the individual American can come out and donate that and know that 90% of all of their donations is going toward our process of what we do as feeding people. And that means, you know, out of that that 10% that, that's not, it kind of still is because it's, you know, there is, uh, there is insurance that goes on to the vehicles. Yeah. There is uh, rent that has to be paid to the warehouse. That kind of stuff comes out of that. So 90% of our stuff is still going back into doing disaster relief and actually I feeding mean, a meal. Running running this something this big on 10% of your funding is pretty impressive. We, we are very uh, we are very frugal with our money. Uh, we, we've got a tight line to uh, to make sure that you know we're spending our money wisely because, like I say, we're not government funded with, with through FEMA or or the Red Cross or anything like that. So I mean, you know, we have to make sure that uh, that we have. Funds readily available to go to our next disaster. You know, and, and we've heard when you buy by the pallet, you guys are getting a pretty good deal too. We, so that we, money we, goes a long we, way. We do. We, it's you know, we uh, we have shopped at the Sam's and the Costco's and stuff. For sometimes that's out of necessity, but when we can go to straight to the, it's like going straight to the manufacturer. You know, we can get that product at a much reduced rate, and then therefore the uh, 
we've got a lot of our uh, corporate sponsors on us just because of the fact that we've went to them and now they know our story and they know our passion. So it comes into having corporate sponsors come on available with us to, to help us out. Amazing. So we call our fans the meat men. These are people, I mean, some of them are probably volunteered with you. We've got people all over the country from backyard cookers to people sitting in a restaurant right now listening to the podcast. So we ask everyone, what's your message to the meat men and the meat women, the people out there cooking, the people who love barbecue and are part of the family? Get involved. Get, get involved. Um, you know, I, I've got a tattoo on my arm that says the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And there has never been a truer statement. You want to find out who you are? It's like the old saying goes, do something for someone that you know that you can't get anything in return from them right then. And when you do it from the heart, that is when you'll be a, become a better person and you will want to get involved. Man, we just can't find anything but love in this barbecue fest, man. You know, it's regardless of the walk of life that you're in, regardless of your... Uh, your personal beliefs or anything else, the first day that you volunteer with OBR, you're one thing to us, your family. Amazing. Well, that's it. Barbecue family, big barbecue contest. Everyone's competing, but everyone's really together in all this. You know, that, that is that is a great thing. Uh, and when we get that asked a lot, you know, as far as, uh, like I say, there, there's pit masters all up and down this road that go out and do the uh, – to volunteer and do diplomas and stuff with us. And people can't understand that every weekend we can go out and we'll compete against each other. But when we go to a disaster, it's 100% we're together. And it doesn't matter whether you're the new guy that's coming out for the first time as far as a competition cook or your first deployment or you're a world champion and you've been to 15 diplomas. Everybody's treated the same. And like I say, it's all family. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, check out Operation Barbecue Relief. Where, where can people check out the, the Rack Pack? You guys have social media or anything like we, that? We, we don't. We're, we're, we're actually a small team, and we don't. Yeah. We, we know that uh, a lot of people in barbecue aren't necessarily on Instagram as well. Yeah, exactly. Check out the Rack Pack pigs. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, got, we got some footage of your pigs. Well, thank you, Dwayne, and check out Operation Barbecue Relief. I'm going to go fill out the volunteer form right now as thank soon as we get you. back thank to our computer. and. Uh, I can't wait to do more with y'all. Everybody out there can do that. They can text 41444 uh, or text uh, OBR to 41444. That will take you to a link to get signed up, or you can go do it on the website at www.operationbbqrelief.org. Awesome, and we'll link below. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come in and meet now. Y'all will see me eat now. Get on the meat now. Y'all will see me eat now. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. This has been a production of Glencliff Media, recorded live in Austin, Texas. Texas.